welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Preparing a series on growth, but uh, in the middle of the preparation, God instructed me to zero it and come and teach it this morning to the church workers first and zero it into a topic called or a subject I've titled the competent church member or church worker, sorry. The competent church worker. Please close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you for what we are about to hear. We pray that the teaching of your word will illuminate us and bring us to the point where we will be competent in what we do for you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to do a lot of reference to my notes since it's a teaching and an instruction. Um, There are two ways of presenting on the altar as a pastor. There's one that is preaching. Preaching is more inspirational. But when you are teaching, you are giving instructions. So you have to take your time to build your point. So the competent church worker. God doesn't want just workers, but wants workers who are competent. And workers, church workers, ushers, protocol, prayer warriors, choristers, technical, media, whatever, pastors, car park, children, service facilitators who are competent. A competent church worker is a productive church worker. A competent church worker is a productive church worker. He is, he or she is a well-equipped church worker. And a church worker who markets the church well. So number one, he's a productive church worker. Number two, he's a well, he or she is well equipped. And number three, that church worker markets the church well through his or her lifestyle. So every church worker represents his, his or her pastor or his or her church in wherever they find themselves. So wherever you find yourself in terms of even residency or where you work, you are a standing evidence of who your pastor is, of what your church stands for, and then you are a representative of Christ ultimately. So that is the powerful responsibility on a church worker. As for a church member, church members are at different stage of discipleship. 
But immediately somebody becomes a church worker, it is assumed that that person has attained a kind of maturation in his following God and has decided to give his life in a different dimension to serve the Lord. So a competent church worker must be productive. Number two, must be well equipped. And number three, must market his or her church. Must market the ministry in a proper sense. Which will lead to church growth. The growth of a church does not really rely on the church members, but on the church workers. If a church will grow, it's based on the competency of the church workers. I said that. So that's not even what I said. I said if a church will grow, it is based on the church workers. Because it takes midwives to deliver children. So every church worker must be very competent in what you do. Because some of you, sometimes I walk to you and I give you an instruction. And that instruction is supposed to be with you forever. But sometimes you see that the very thing I told the person to do, the person does it one, two, three weeks, then he stops doing it. So if I don't come back or your leader does not come back, maybe you're in a department, your leader has told you that, like the choir. Sometimes we come to church, the choir leader is singing a song that is very new to the church. We don't know the words and there's no projection. But in the choir, the choir leader has instructed someone to be in charge of this. So the person must be aware every Saturday what songs are being rehearsed, having the words ready, giving to the technical team on time so that during the praise and worship, they can also project it. But sometimes they, the person will do it one Saturday, forget it like this. So the, work, the leader must always, that is, not, that is an incompetent church worker. And if we cannot do that in our various professions outside the church, we must not do it in the church. Why is it that when you are working somewhere and they give you a tax, you make sure you do it. You do it with some kind of agency. You, are, you, you want to please your boss. But when we come to church and they give you an assignment, you do it anyhow. You do it anyhow. Like some of the intercessors. They are supposed to lead prayer before church workers meeting. They come late. But pastor will be here 30 minutes, 40 minutes, sometimes one hour before service. Is pastor married? Yes. Does pastor have children? Yes. Does pastor work? Yes. But pastor is here. Why? Because I know it's a sense of responsibility. Maybe the church is paying pastor plenty money. That's why it's committed. I pastored this church over 11 years without any allowance. It was on the 11th year that the head office auditor said, no, they should give me some token for fuel for this and that. But for that, I would have been quiet. But they enforced it. So it's not like 
It, it is not my business. It is a kingdom call. So if you say you are a church worker, you must become a competent church worker. Because as I told you, the church keeps growing and as vessels keep coming, they will be positioned in various capacities that they can function. And when the place is not functioning, well, trust you me, we will inject new blood there because the church must operate optimally at the best level. Amen. To be competent is to have enough skills to do the work of the Lord well. Enough information. So every time church workers meeting like this is an attempt to keep you well equipped. That is the work of the pastor to equip. So if church workers are not doing well, one of the people they can lay blame on is the pastor. Is the pastor. When you go to a church, and things are disorganized. It is the pastor. He has not instructed well. They don't will know where micro. That's why when the choristers are going to sing and maybe two people are going to lead and they, they forgot to take one micro, uh, two microphones, they are holding one. It's a disorder. It's an indictment on the pastor. So you see that the pastor, will, I will have a meeting with them and I'll tell them why did it happen. I'll go to technical team. Well, it should never happen again. Because the pastor is responsible for the human face of the church. So like Ben, yesterday, he, he gave me the recording of the Friday meeting, Miracle Hour, full of noise. And me too, there's, there are about three pastors outside Accra who literally take my message and preach every Sunday, every Friday, every Tuesday. So when he sends it to me, I send it to them. So somewhere, somehow, yesterday, somewhere, I just felt like, oh, let me play and listen to. And when I heard it, it was making noise. So I gave it to him. I said, ah, why? This is not how our recordings, I have to apologize to you. It is every excellence you see in the church is as a result of the input, the instructions from the pastor and the obedient execution of it by the church workers. So if instructions are coming and church workers are not executing, you are frustrating the work of the pastor, you are frustrating the work of Christ, you are frustrating the work of God. There must be a fine tuning of our activities to a level of excellence and perfection. Amen. Amen. Competence is not acquired in a day, but over a period of time of instructions and practice. Practice. Trying to perfect it. Trying to let it work. Trying to hit at its optimum. Trying to get the best out of what you are doing. And consistent practice leads a man into excellence. Doing the thing, making sure you are going to give out your best. As you do that, you develop a spirit. So you say, hey, somebody is carrying grace. 
That's what Dr. Tabel said that sometimes it is not what you call grace. Grace, when you say, when, when you say, hey, child, this guy carried the grace. You say, when you see somebody doing more healings and all that, he didn't start like that. He started this small, small. He'll pray for someone. Even some of the people he prays for, they die. Some of them, headache, common headache, it won't go. But he kept doing, they kept doing it, and they got in, in tune with the healing ministry so much so that they know that when they say be healed, you'll be healed. Because they've gone through the rivers of the healing ministry. If you enter a church and you say, hey, Charlie, the guy carried grace, so you have no idea the rudiments, the routines, the day-to-day activity of the pastor and the, the leadership, what the church wants to achieve. So if you are inside the team and you are delaying the tattoos, you are playing the ball anyhow. The coach says that attack. And you are on the field and you are holding the ball in defense. You are going to frustrate the vision of the church. We need competent people. We need competent workers. We need competent choristers. Competent ABC teachers. Competent ushers. People who work. You see, whether you like it or not, human beings see the outward they don't, we don't see the heart of man. We see the outward appearance. That is what pleases us. So when people come to church, they, the first thing they will check out is not the spiritual atmosphere. The first thing they will check out is the human face of the church, the arrangement, the order of the service, the excellence of ministry, the, the output. So, you see, we have to work on the sound. We have to do this. Why do you think that we are, we've not finished the windows? We've not even done windows. We've not done a lot of things, but we've put on the air conditions. Do we have excess money? No. But it's a thinking. The place is too hot. We don't want to make noise in the community. We don't want to create enemies for ourselves. So, okay, spend money to cover the whole place. So, we spent a lot of money to cover the whole windows because the rains were coming and then also to put the air conditions which we already had. And we bought another one to add to at least reduce the heat small. What is it? Competence. What is it? Excellence. What is it? Celebrating God in the little way you can that will bring glory to God. So in every effort of a church, especially from the pastor and you, my church workers, you must make sure that what you are doing, somebody will look at what you are doing and say, wow, I want to serve God because of this lady. I want to join the choir because of the way this choir sang. I want to join the ushering department. You know, people just walk to me. Some of the people who join the department, they just walk to me and say, they love the way the ushers usher and they want to serve God and I push them there. They want to sing because the choir sings well and I push them there. And now, that, that comes to another point where the choir is singing well not because they can sing. They are singing well because they are operating with serious instructions and serious protocols. There, it, it, there's no room for misbehavior in the choir. And there's no room for misbe- misbehavior in the ushering department. 
One time we had a lady there who was disturbing everybody. I took her out. I took her out of the ushering room because you cannot be in a department and disturb everybody. Amen. So if you are in a department, give out your best. Do it well. Have new ideas. Suggest to your leader. Let's do it like this. Can we do it like this? Your leader will think about it. Mostly they'll come and discuss with me. If it makes sense, like we used to get up and come and give offering day bonds because we wanted to create a very nice family atmosphere in the church. So we started giving offerings based on day bonds. And then a lady walked to me one day and said she thinks that the coming to the front to give the offering was some way because uh, maybe a lady has not dressed well, you come and pass in front of pastor and uh, it's some way. So she thinks we should print envelopes and identify day bonds per the envelopes. Did you pick your envelopes? You have all picked the envelopes, yeah. So I said, okay, okay, that's a good idea. Then I started, okay, so we we'll, we'll identify each day born with a color. So when you are coming to church, you pick up your envelopes, two envelopes, first and second offering. And that was a powerful idea and it, it, solved, it solves a lot of problems. That is a competent church worker. I don't believe that from the time we were in the, under the tree, in the classroom, I don't believe you should do church anyhow. I don't believe you should work anyhow. And when you develop a very good attitude towards the work of God, it affects your professional career. I've not seen any competent church worker who is not competent in his career. Yes, if I am on leave, they will be calling me. When I'm not in the country, they will call me. They have to do this. This one is sport. And I will tell them, go here, go into this machine, go into this setters, and do this and do that and do that. I told them I'm about to resign and come and concentrate on the work of God. They say, oh, no, director said, no, 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 no. You have to wait, 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 wait. Competence, say competence. If you are competent, you, you become an asset, not a liability. You should be a church worker who is an asset, not a liability. Like you alone, you are draining our strength, draining our emotions, draining our finances because you have refused to be competent. You are causing problems. You are rallying people in the, in the choir. When we find you, we will remove you. Yeah, we will just remove the bad nuts so that the good nuts, the few can attract other good nuts so that the team can grow. Are you listening to me? Competence is both a spiritual quality and a learned skills. A learned skills. So you don't pray to be competent. You practice to be competent. So it's spiritual and it is learned. God showed us in the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 the creation story. You see a competent God. He never created man and came to correct it. He never created the river, the sea, and came to correct it. He never created the trees and came to correct it. He never created the elephant and came back and said, the trunk is too long. No, 
he showed competence. Whatever he created, after every day, he would say, it is good. May our service to God be like a sweet aroma before his presence. And may he look at our service. May he look at our offerings. May he look at our input into his church and say that this is good. This is a good service in the name of Jesus. A true competent church worker is God's man or woman in God's church and in God's time with a growing skill to lead his or her generation in their own capacity. A growing skill. Are you growing as a church worker? Are you growing or you are playing? Remember this year just began but we have crossed half of the fourth month. 2023 is going on. By May, June, July, 2023 is gone. Yeah, we will start here. We we'll start hearing election. Uh, the one, who, who, John Mahama and who? We don't even know. So we will start disturbing us with all the promises again. And that will tell you that another four years has gone. We have no time. When we move from the old place to this place, we are in our fourth month here. We have no time. So if you are not growing as a church worker in what you do and who you are, you are becoming a liability gradually. We need church workers who are developing their, them, themselves, developing their skill, upgrading their caliber. So please don't be stagnant. Don't be stagnant. Even in your academics, don't be stagnant. Grow. Grow, grow, grow your social capacity. Grow your communication skills. Grow in your manners. Grow in your attire. Grow, grow spiritually. Grow. Don't grow in age. Grow in maturity. Grow. Don't let the years come and pass and you are not growing. Nothing is changing about you. The way you are on Kufdasa, you are still, you don't know how to talk to people. No, when you come to Christ, Christ accepts us the way we are, but Christ expects that we make ourselves available to the leadership and the teaching of his word for transformation. So growth is inevitable for you and for me. I can't pastor this church next month will be 12 years. I cannot pastor this church with the same presentation as when I started on day one. It won't work. So I read on the news where I saw that Rock and Nolly is making efforts to become a citizen of Ghana. So as I was driving to work on Wednesday, I saw it. And I started dialoguing with the Holy Spirit in the car. I said, hey, so if Rock and Nolly is looking for a church in Ghana, to be a member, will my church have the capacity to, to handle? Will my people have the capacity to handle such a person? Will my people be going to ask for money from the person? Hey, rock and roll, hey, rock and roll, hey, rock and roll. Do I have the, do I have the capacity to present the word of God in a way? That will bless rock and nolly. It's just a question. 
So if you are not growing, you, you can't. When we started the church, God sent us a professor in one of the universities. He was with us. The first year of the church, I think from, for about seven months, the man was with us. He became one of the committed members. He even, when I called for church workers meeting, he would come. In the rain, some of you will not come and he will come. He was driving a land cruiser. He would come. As, as at that time, we didn't have, we had only two cars and a bicycle and a motor. And this man will come, will come. At that level, I knew I couldn't pastor him. Because that was a senior professor in a very, but he just loved me and loved the church. And he'll be there. So one day, after the first anniversary, he told me, his friend pastors another church. That was the Assemblies of God Church. And that his friend has called him to come and uh, so that they do ministry. And he left. It was no offense. It just tells you that there is a demand for growth as a pastor and as a church worker. Amen. There must be a demand. So like ushers, are we ready? I'm, I'm an area supervising minister. So if one day it's time for licensing and ICGC says, okay, area supervising minister should perform or organize the licensing ceremony. Are my ushers ready to organize and moderate a licensing ministry um, um, minister's ceremony? We must grow. So the choir have the opportunity to be singing at 40 Days of Power. And last year, they did very well. I was very proud of them. I was wondering whether, is that the same choir that were singing some 11 years, 10 years ago? That, that means growth brings reward. When you grow, it's for your own benefit. When you add on to who you are, when you inculcate new values, when you inculcate new ethics, when you inculcate serious disciplines into your life, it benefits you. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He's still playing as though he's 19 years or 20 years. Why? Because of the disciplines he has developed over time. He doesn't drink. He doesn't drink both alcohol and soft he doesn't do a lot. He doesn't eat meat. He doesn't do. When you see a lot of his, and all his playmates can, att can attest to that. When you develop disciplines, eh, it goes a long way to be a blessing to you. I pray that you become one of the competent church workers Carrie's Temple has in this church. Your amen is not strong. The work of the ministry is becoming more complex. Therefore, we need highly complex intelligent and educated people to handle the work of God. Yeah. People who are growing. Every congregation has its content. Say content. Say content. Say content. Every congregation has its content. So if the workers are not growing to maintain and enrich the content, the content will disappear. So you have to look at even the life of animals. 
they grow, they get to a point, they can attack and go and bring meat for the community. You have to grow. Surprisingly, I look at some of you and I realize you are not growing. You are gradually becoming a liability. And I pray that you wake up and start building your life. Else 10 years from now, 15 years from now, then you realize that you became a liability. When you have the opportunity to grow and you don't grow, you will end up a liability. So grow. Grow before the spirit of delay arrests you. Grow before you are replaced because you have become absolute and redundant. Grow before you are relegated and you become bitter and you become a witch because when you become bitter, you become a candidate for witchcraft. Grow. Don't become like Cain who was envious of Abel. Abel, the two of them had knowledge about how to serve God. They had knowledge about the God of their father, how he receives offerings. They all knew it. But one decided to be competent and diligent and give up what must be given to Jehovah. Grow in order to receive the praises of God. Amen and amen. The future and the growth of the church will always depend on the competence of church workers. If you and I will become competent, the church will grow and expand and become a place of salvation, a place of the miraculous, a place of power, a place of revival, a place of transformation for this community. We have been planted here to minister Christ to the community. And how can we minister Christ effectively if we don't become an effective team to coordinate the work of God? May the anointing to be competent come upon you. Competence will demand growth. Competence will demand growth. Next week I'll continue and I'll talk about the areas you must grow in in order to end up as a competent church worker. Because sadly, you can see when you have opportunity to serve God, it must affect your moral life. It must affect your social life. Yes, because you cannot be serving the king and still be like someone who is not born again. But you see, most, most, most of the people, especially in the charismatic circle, you see that all the pastors are interested in is the people working for them. I am not that kind of pastor. When you work for God efficiently in the church and I inspect your moral life, your social life, your growth life, and you are not a testimony of Christ, I become disappointed, no matter what you do. Yes, because at the end of the day, God is going to judge us. You're going to go and you say, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. Not that uh, great and powerful servant, no. So your moral life, your social life, the way you relate to people must represent the attitude of Christ. Ephesians, uh, Philippians 2.5, the attitude of Christ. So work well, give up your best to God in church. If you are arranging church, arrange it as it has been instructed. If you are singing, sing. Because you can be hired to sing. There are people in churches who sing because they are being paid 5,000 Ghana CD a month. So they sing in the choir. Yeah. There are people who play drums in churches. They pay them 10,000 Ghana CD 
when the prophet is traveling, they travel with them and they are paying them. You see them very busy in the church, very loyal because of what they got eating every day. No, that is not the kind of church that is in the Bible. Then that church becomes a business center. So when you see an usher, he's taking a pay of 3,000 Ghana city. So every this one is one city. One city. At the end of the month, he takes a pay. No. No. We must serve God from our hearts. And our life must reflect who we represent. I repeat to those who came lately, I'm, I'm wrapping up. If you're a church worker, you represent the church you attend. If you're a church worker, you represent the pastor who pastors you. Every output of your life, the first thing they will say is, hey, now the pastor, they are not trauma. What happened with that church? What is happening there? So when you're a church worker, remember that you represent the church, you represent what your pastor stands for, and ultimately, you represent this man, Christ Jesus. So every attitude you put on, how can a church worker be in a club? No, it's wrong. It's not, it's not accepted. It's not accepted. How can a church worker be an MC for an ungodly event? It's my talent. It's my talent. No, it's not, it's not accepted. That if this have this mind among yourselves, which is your which is which which is yours in Christ. Give me NLT. The attitude, the attitude. Yeah, you must have the same attitude. Yes, attitude is very powerful. That is all we are all covering from others. But God will unearth it. It's clear in the sight of God. But you have covered it with your nice dress today. Like me, I've dressed nice. I've, it has hidden. When you look at somebody's dress, you would think the person is good. Until God undresses the person. Then you see the attitude. But God wants it that when you are undressed, the attitude they will see is the attitude of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us grow into the full stature of Christ. And next week, I'm going to talk about the 13, no, the 15 growth signage you must follow to become a competent church worker. Amen. Give the Lord a good clap offering. And please close your eyes and pray to God that as a church worker, you will serve God in a great way that will bring him glory. That will not tarnish his image. That will not tarnish the image of the church. That will not tarnish the image of the pastor. Pray that as a church worker, you represent whom you represent. You will not just be a signboard, but you will be what it is to be a servant of God. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for these teachings. We pray that your will will be established in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. 
To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.